0: Welcome to Sitting at the Feet of Giants, where we find those that have reached amazing heights and we ask the real story behind the success. We interview celebrities, business owners, entrepreneurs, and especially those giants hiding in plain sight. Let's get to the show. Hi, it's Tina brinkley Potts, and I am here with Derek Berman. You know, Derek is such a wonderful person. I think I've talked to him now like three times, and I never get tired of talking to Derek. Derek has written a book called The Book of Life, and I'm gonna let Derek explain some of the reasons why I think you wanna read this book. But first, let me tell you, Derek has done a lot of things. He was you know, definitely in the music industry, in front of the, you know, in front of, in a band, behind the scenes, he's done a lot. And I think he can give a great perspective, especially in the land of everything celebrity. Um, no matter who you are today, there's this celebrity component that seems to be happening. And Derek is Wonderful. So, hi Derek, how are you today?
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm fine. Thank you so <laughs> much for that incredible introduction. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you. Thank you. I mean, I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. I enjoy speaking with you. You, um, the things that you've shared with me, uh, the things that you're sharing with my audience. I just think if we sit down and listen to people who have gone before us, we can learn so much more. Thank you. So Derek, first thing I want to talk about is you've been sharing cause you're new to Facebook, right? Yes. <laughs> and um, I love it. And um, you've been sharing some wonderful stuff. Like, I noticed you shared the other day that you were featured in the movie Mondo De that.
1: That's Italian.
0: <laughs> oh, it means world by night? Is that what world it
1: means? By night in Italy, yeah.
0: Okay, world by night. Tell me about that.
1: Well, um, I was playing with a crazy guy called Wee Willie Harris. Um, he was a, a rock and roll guy. And uh, he used to wear an ape skin most of the time. <laughs> and um, so I thought, let's go crazy. So we did this movie, well, it was only a small part in it, but um, it was all about um, the craziness that was going on in England. And so I thought, I'll get real crazy. So they, we done a song, and because I didn't have to look at my guitar, because um, when I was young, I, I learned to play the guitar under the bedclothes so that my dad wouldn't kill me. Um, I started jumping up and falling on the floor and squirming about. <laughs> 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 and uh, So that kind of influenced a lot of people, but I mean, it was just for the movie, and then people started doing that
0: too. <laughs> wow. Wow. Derek, you know... Let's talk a little bit about, because your book, The, the Book of Life, really talks about um, different subjects mm-hmm. and how to navigate through the world. You know, we talked about the fact that you went to engineering school, mm-hmm. went to school for engineering, but then ended up playing the guitar. And so you can, you, can, you can actually read about that progression in the book. But, man, um, you played with names like Conway Twitty. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beatles opened for you.
1: Yeah. Well, we, we were there before the Beatles.
0: Well, you, yeah, right. You were there before the Beatles. Yeah, but, but still, how many people alive, Derek, can say the Beatles opened for us?
1: Uh, well, only us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Now, so so when we talk about the, the scale of these things, that's, that's pretty major. Um, mm-hmm. Did you know that then?
1: No, hadn't. Well, look, I just read that um, Billy Joel named his first band after us, The Echoes. And that's why I read about. I just because I was looking through the internet. That's why I got into the music business. He, this band, The Echoes, their focus was on British covers, and they called themselves after us. So that was his first band. I mean, when at Holy Cow! <laughs> imagine the ways that you, you can influence uh, things. But so you just do it. You know, I was the first person that there's there's a sock Let's it was the way I used to play, because I had to uh, make my own way of playing. People used to go, jing, 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 ding, ding, And I didn't do that. I played in a different way. So, say there's a, a song called Can't Get Used to Losing You. I guess there's no use hanging around. I started that. There's been thousands of songs. With that kind of sound, you know, I didn't know it would just happen to be the way that I, I was thinking, oh, this song, I do. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, if I hadn't done it, I'm sure someone else would have done it after,
0: you know, but I was. But you did, you did it. So, and, and I think that's the point that I wanted to make Derek, like when you didn't set out to be the band that, um, who did you say Billy Joel? Yeah, Billy Joel. That Billy Joel was going to name his first band after.
1: Well, he didn't name them after. He found a band that was playing that kind of music from England, and he joined them. And that's how he, he started, the same as I joined the Echoes, who were playing nothing.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. And so knowing that, you, you didn't set out to be... Like, you guys didn't know that, like, Conway Twitty was going to be who he is at this. Yeah, no one knew. Right? Um, yeah. and like, any of the names you just named. Tommy Steele. Um,
1: any of these people. Willie Harris. Um, um, uh, just so many people. Bertha Kitt. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're all just friends. House music Chicago. in
0: Chicago.
1: That was my, I think that was my biggest influence on, on music. It was I started with Robert Tarantino, the rap in Chicago. I never thought it would get
0: so big. And, <laughs> right. Right. And, but you didn't set out to make it so big. You set out to be the best you that you could be. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that, because I think people get that mixed up.
1: Well, it's it's the beginning of playing with a little box that would make music. That's how it started. Um, I had people come. I, we, I had a recording studio in Chicago. We were doing um, different. Uh, songs with people and these guys kept on coming up and i had a recording studio he these guys kept on coming up and saying listen to this and they had it all kind of done mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because so they were talking you know and i was thinking but that's i can't do that because i want them to come into the recording studio <laughs> but we decided well we would we would take all this stuff because it's it was different and um me and Robert Tarantino, after we got a few of these things, which we didn't know what it was, because it was so different from what we were doing. We took a, a trip up to um, um, Hollywood. We went to Sony, Sony Records. And we said, what do you think of this? And they were listening to it. Say, this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Anyway, they, they said, one of them said, I like this one but so we said oh well that's good we'll go back now (laughs) we went back to chicago and we we were managing um a disc jockey called frankie hollywood rodriguez and he wanted to do this thing which we didn't know what it was called mix mixes which you know what it is now but we didn't know So we (laughs) we said could you mix this thing because, you know, for us, and he he put it on, and it was um, fast steady, and it went to number one. You <laughs> didn't know, you know. So that's how it, it started. And then we got other people, and yeah, it's crazy, but that's how things are. Same with rock and roll. Who knew that rock and roll was going to last forever?
0: Forever, yeah. But
1: it, it, it did, you know. I mean, right. when I was when I started doing rock and roll, everyone said, if
0: you do that, you're gonna die of starvation. And you mm-hmm. didn't die of starvation. <laughs> you were far from that, right? You did not die of starvation. Yeah. But but again, and I guess that's why I wanted to go down this line of, of conversation this time, mm-hmm. because you didn't take status quo. Like like Again, people were telling you you were going to starve if you did this, but mm-hmm. you, you, you followed your internal compass, it sounds like. Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't know if it was right or wrong. I just wanted to be happy. Most people want to be successful. I just wanted to be happy. And I'm very happy, but it's because I followed my heart.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Because you it, followed your heart. And is it? it, it isn't that like some people can find success right mm-hmm. and then be miserable yes
1: absolutely but people are afraid they're afraid of life they're afraid of death they're afraid of of doing stuff and yes if you start doing something because you want to make a lot of money you may probably not be successful but if you do something that you feel inside, that you want to do, and that you're happy, it should be a success, really. I mean, I started rock and roll when there was no rock and roll. I, I, I've got, I, that's one of the things I started, at the Two Eyes Coffee Club. It, Tommy Steele, all these people, um, we, we, we played there for nothing. We played there because we loved to play. There was nowhere to play for money. So we played for nothing. That's in your heart. In the end, it worked out.
0: Yeah. In the end, it works out. Yeah. It does. Yeah. You've
1: got to have the confidence. And it's not just that. You have to stop being afraid. People are afraid. That's, that's part of what, how I've written in the book about fear and how you can conquer that. Get rid of it. It's, it's always down to the end of it. It's always the fear of death. So that's the end of it, and, and it comes back. I'm afraid I'll starve, or I'm afraid I'll whatever. And you can't do that and be happy. No, and you can be happy and successful. You may not be a billionaire, right. but what's the point of being a billionaire if you're unhappy? I know lots of billionaires are so unhappy, it's not true because they want more. Crazy, you know, once you start like. It's like the man who ran the the marathon, and it, then he did his lap around the stadium. And everyone's cheering. And he runs right out the stadium, the other side. No, stop. You know, be happy with what you have, and then you can have more.
0: Yeah, that is actually the secret to it, right? It's like just being happy and satisfied right here and right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Derek, you just said something that was just really so important, like. The, the constant chase, right? The fear, right? Because like the buildup of the fear and it becomes so big that you create this filter over your life. You're
1: always waiting for the future when you can be happy.
0: Now. Yeah, you're always waiting for
1: that future. When I get that, I'll be happy.
0: It's always the thing that's missing. Yeah. Always the thing that's missing. If like like you could say, you know, if I had this phone, I would be happy. And then when you get the phone, it's like, well, no, now I need the computer. Um, and then so now you're always giving yourself that reason of not being satisfied right now, and that's why it takes a long time for those things to come in between. Um, and
1: then you see people with so much wealth; it's unbelievable, and they're not happy. So what did they
0: gain? What did they gain? Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm not saying that you can't have wealth. I'm saying that you can't be crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know people with millions and millions and millions of dollars in the bank.
0: What's it doing in the bank? Mm-hmm. So, so Derek, can you, can you help me though? Cause I want to stick with the fear, right? I want to stick with that for a little while. Um, again, all you, you know, you've accomplished a lot. You know a lot of people that have accomplished a lot. You, you know, like, like, you say names and they just roll out of your tongue that, like, I would be in awe of, right? How many of them were told you're crazy for even thinking about doing this?
1: Probably all of
0: them probably all of them. Yeah. And isn't that a big part of the fear is when you want other people to validate what you're doing? Mhm. You want them to see the picture that you see. Mm-hmm. And they never will. Because that picture and again I don't want to be religious cuz you know or yeah. or but that picture is between you, your god, your source, your internal compass, whatever it is that you want to call it. Mm -hmm. people can't see that. That was given to you, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that's one of the things you're kind of going over in your book.
1: To find your purpose.
0: To find it, yeah. Mm -hmm. You use the words to find your purpose. Yeah. Don't we really already know our purpose, but we haven't wanted to face it?
1: I don't know. I mean, this book shows you how to find your purpose. Yes. It's, it's a simple thing. It's not, um, it starts off with being who you really are. And who you really are is more than you think. And realizing who you really are. And when you know who you really are, you can do anything.
0: You can do anything.
1: It's not religious. Really, it's... It's who you really are. This is, you, you have a body. You're not the body. Mm-hmm. We all know that. We're, we're something else. Mm-hmm. Well, I can show you who you really are. And from that point, you realize that you can do anything you want. First of all, though, you have to be happy. And that's the other thing I show you how to do, to be happy. Because we're looking at life totally
0: wrong. Okay. So, Derek, how happy were you in this picture that I'm looking at? It says, here are the echoes, photo taken around 1960. This is the original band. You have Johnny Preston, Conway Twitty, and Freddie Cannon. In this picture, mm-hmm. um, and then you said there's Peter Oakman, and you said you'll share more about him later. So the picture I'm looking at has all of those people. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that day, like like this. Uh, this this knowing that you have right now.
1: Did I didn't have, it. <laughs> you didn't
0: have it. Okay, so tell me about that day. Tell me about that day.
1: That day was um, I saw. In the Daily Mirror, in, in London, this picture of me and these guys saying, um, we just won a contract for £5,000, which at that time seemed to be a lot of money to me. Okay. And I looked at that and I said, oh, that's the audition we're doing. <laughs> I wasn't happy. I was just scared. I was scared of, of, of failing. I was scared that I wasn't good enough. I was scared of my life. That was who I was. But I had one thing, and that was when I was much younger than that. I won't go into it, but it's in the book. I was fired from a band, which wasn't a band. It was just playing in someone's house. And I was fired twice. And I, and I wasn't playing guitar. I was playing a, an instrument which was supposed to be a bass, but it wasn't a bass. It was a piece of crap. <laughs> and I said to myself, I'm going to play guitar better than that guy who fired me. That's all I said. And I meant it. And what happened? I did. Actually, probably I didn't play as good as him because he became very famous as well. <laughs> But that drive was in me, but it, 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 I was afraid because I had no money. And so that picture showed me going, ah, I'm happy for today, but what's going to happen for the future? I
0: didn't know anything. I was a kid. Wow.
1: This but is what I know so, now.
0: You know, the the reason that story to me is so important, because I remember you saying something about, you were actually playing underneath the covers so that you wouldn't wake your father up, so like yeah. you would play, and how that became relevant when you actually started playing because you didn't need to look. You, yeah. could, you could find the sound without actually looking at your guitar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Derek, you said you were scared, and that's mm. one of the things we're talking about that keeps people from living their life what did you do or what were you doing at those at that point to keep you going instead of letting the fear stop you and keep replaying over and over and over in your head
1: because as i said i want you to play guitar better than Barry Stoller this guy mm-hmm. because he was he wasn't rich but he lived in a house i lived in <laughs> no, I didn't live in a house and so he had money i had none he me. It doesn't matter what makes you do these things. It's what's in your heart. Mm-hmm. I had nothing in my heart at that time. I had this raw. I gotta do it better than him. And so this happened, but it's all to do with your thoughts. That's how I, what I explain in this book, how you can control your environment by what you think. If you think you're poor, You are. You are. If you think you're rich, you are. Mm -hmm. If you think you're happy, you may not be.
0: (laughs) I think I'm happy, Derek. So I really
1: do. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you can't say these things. You say, I'm happy. It doesn't work. But life works by saying, I can do this. And believing you can do it, you can do it.
0: Derek, you, you, you know, there was another picture that you had, and you said, we're a little bit older. Here's a picture of we, Willie Harris, and myself. Ooh. Like, what was that conversation like? Like, because I know, like, all of the times you were playing with them and all of the things that you guys have done, and now you get to look back upon those times. What was that conversation like?
1: Well, I went round to. I, I'm living in. It was living in the States, and um, I did. A, 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 I had to do some stuff in England, so I looked him up and I went to see him in his house. And his wife came and gave okay, brought some fish and chips, which <laughs> and and we were eating that. And I was. I didn't know. I mean, you don't know how well or bad people do. You you just. You know lots of people, and, and you read about it or whatever, but mostly you don't. Mm-hmm. And I started um, saying, "Well, what have you done?" Because he knew what I'd done. I said, "What have you done?" You know, and he he started bringing out all these things that he was top of the bill for Cliff Richard. He it was top of the bill for for all these these bands, and he still was playing. He's four years older than me, I'm 74. So he now he's 78. That was about maybe 15 years ago. So he was pretty old then, and he was tearing his clothes off, you know, whatever he was doing to, to do his show because he was still the wild man, the wild man of, of and <laughs> And I thought that was fantastic, you know. he
0: still loves it. Yeah.
1: yeah, and that's what it takes. He wasn't doing it for money. He was doing it because he wanted to be show people how to be happy um, for just a little while by doing crazy things. And that's what it's all about. That's what I once had a comedy show band. I went all over the States um, with it. Just to try to make people happy. I used to, I was the front man and I had a band behind me and, and I, I used to love it because people used to laugh and laugh and laugh. And I used to say, they're happy. I don't know how long they're going to be happy. But I, I made them happy for a while. And people would come up to me after the show and say, my father is really ill, but you, you, you just made me happy for a while. And now I can go. Things like that. It's Happiness is the most people think that money is the most important thing. It's not. No, happiness it's not. is the most important thing you can attain. If you haven't got happiness, if you aren't happy, you're going to get ill. Mm-hmm. And when you're ill, what can you do? Mm-hmm. you You lose. I mean, health and happiness that's that's it. Now, after that, you can have goals and. You can do whatever, and you can be, but you're still happy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's the goal of living through life—to always be happy, no matter what. People die, people get ill. You can, you can get ill yourself, whatever, but you can still stay happy if you know the rules. They're not rules; it's just we have no. I wish if, if God would bring down some kind of um, rule book. <laughs> Well, that's what I've written in in my book. I'm not any God or anything, just because I've learned from my experience from all these people, my brother-in-law, God, he had so much money, it was unbelievable because he was a horrible man and he fiddled things, you know, and, and he was so unhappy. And I looked at him and I said, What's the point of all this? Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, I've made money, but I've given a lot away. You know, if I find someone who who needs it, I, I it doesn't do me any harm. It does someone good, and the feeling that I get from that is amazing. So you've got to find happiness in what you have, and then you can have whatever you want. Well, it, within reason.
0: Right. Absolutely. But, you know, I think one of the biggest things that, that, I, that you're saying, and I want you to talk a little bit about, cause again, the money comes easier from the joy of loving what you do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely.
0: Right. Like, like, because, you know, there's so many things, like there's, there's law of attraction, there's, there's all of these different versions being a heart-centered business, all of these things, but sometimes what I feel that happens, Derek, is that gives excuses or it sets people up for thinking that you won't have the challenges. So when you have the challenge, you start think I must be doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're saying is when you love it, those challenges are going to come, and you're going to go through those challenges because you love it. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, I I, I believe that I believe in in God, not a religious God, but I believe that God is love. Mm -hmm. So if God is love, Mm -hmm. you match it by doing what you love, you're in accordance with this God, whatever it is, and it works. It's worked for me, it's worked for many, many people that I've known. Mm -hmm. And it's other people have made lots of money by, Doing wrong things, let's say, and they're not happy. So, what I believe is this love thing works, you know? But first, you have to learn to love, and that's also in the book.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so, like, you know, I, I told you before, I, I, you know, that I was in healthcare for a long time, home mm-hmm. healthcare, and, um, like, when I used to speak to, to different people, you know, whether they had regrets in their life and, and stuff like that, they would talk about this and they would say, when you're doing what you want to do in your heart, there's those challenges, but then grace takes over. Mm-hmm.
1: You're calling
0: it love, they called it grace.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, you know, I just know how how if you're doing that stuff, it, it, it's always worked. I mean, I've met so many people who, like, let's say, um, um, you know, people, Olivia Nugent.
0: That's she, a name to drop, Derek.
1: she <laughs> so successful and all she does is love everyone. That's all she does. Dolly um, oh. Parton, Dolly pardon. when she was on a show, I can't remember, a long time ago with this horrible man and and the television, and he never paid her anything. And so after two years she left and he he sued her for a million dollars. And she wrote a song, um, Whitney Houston song. I will always love you. She wrote it for him. That's love, after he sued her for a million dollars.
0: Holy moly. Oh, wow.
1: That is love. And That's you know,
0: unconditional so love. Happy.
1: I was, I was in a, a record release party in, in uh, Los Angeles and I was sitting down and she came in and at that time she didn't even know me. Okay. She kissed me on the lips. She said, I don't know you, but how are you? <laughs> this is the kind of person. You know, and these are the kind of people that make it. But it's not anything to do with making it. It's to do with feeling love and being so happy that she walks up to a total stranger and kisses him.
0: I mean. I think that's why I love talking to you, Derek, because (laughs) like, you know, you make me feel like my whole life is just on track, no matter what challenges I'm going through or whatever. You know, as long as I'm doing it with love, I feel like I'm on the right track, and that's what I try to do.
1: And that's why you're, you, and that's why you're happy. I'm not saying that's why you're successful, but that's
0: why I'm happy. You
1: are successful in spite of that. But the most important thing is you're happy. Yeah. What are we all striving for? We're striving to get a new castle so be happy. A new house, I'll be happy. That doesn't particularly make you happy. Nothing outside of yourself will make you happy. You have to know what's inside, who you really are, and then you become happy automatically.
0: Oh, that's so good. So Derek, is there something I haven't asked you yet? Because I've asked you, I think, everything I could possibly ask you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, I'll find something else. But, uh, you know, is there something you think you want to tell that you didn't say in the book?
1: Yeah, sure. I, I, I meditate every morning for 20 minutes, half an hour. And I, I get things. I get messages. I don't know where I get them from. I, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. I got a message today, so I wrote it down. And, look, it's here. I wrote it here, and I'll read it to you. And it's a message. <laughs> from me
0: awesome let me hear
1: it i want to try to explain why i have written my book the book of life i was thinking about it this morning and i decided to write something down to read you what i'm about to say is not in my book but here's some food for thought and my book is just like this but this it just comes to me is your glass half empty or is your glass half full? Is your life half empty, or is your life half full? Whatever you think about your life, or the glass, is true. We all accept that, but why? Whatever we think about our lives then, is true. But what came first, the chicken or the egg? If whatever we believe about the glass, being half empty or half full is true, then if we believe the glass is half empty, can we change our mind to believe that the glass is half full? And will that change our lives? It's not quite as simple as that, but the instructions for changing your mind is in the book. As I said before, we need instructions for life the same as we need instructions for working a new appliance. Most people are striving for success in one way or another. People say that when they achieve success, they'll become happy. But happiness, contentment, joy does not come with success. I've known many successful people that were dreadfully unhappy. Happiness comes from within. And what most people don't understand is that the two things that are most important in this life is health and happiness. Anger, frustration, fear, unhappiness creates ill health. Without good health, you can do nothing to achieve success. First, we must all achieve joy and satisfaction with our lives. Then we can achieve success we can live our lives with purpose before we achieve success then our success will be worthwhile and be happy and successful i mean it's pretty simple but people can't see this the book's written that way so that you can begin to understand what's really important in life so That's that's it, and I get all this stuff. I mean, I wrote wrote this book because I'm no writer. I wrote this book because I wanted to give back what life has given me. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure I've I've got help from whatever. I trust this thing, and I write. When I think about something, I start writing, and it all comes. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that Whoever, whatever is controlling or, or being this love wants to help the people on this earth to attain happiness, not to attain riches, to obtain happiness. That's why I wrote this book. I believe that this is what people need. Yeah. Yeah. So that's
0: it. You know. Well, I can't agree with you more, Derek. I am definitely a. Glass is half full kind of girl. (laughs) That's who I am. That's who i always be. Um, I think think you miss opportunities when you don't look at the world that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Because most of the time we're all looking for it to be so cut and dry, you know, black or white. And when you're not looking at the gray, you're missing so much. Um, so that was beautiful.
1: I am 74. I may die next year. I may die tomorrow. I may live another 10 years. I'm not afraid of death. I know that there is something that helps me now. That thing is not going to stop helping me when I'm dead. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a different attitude on life. Take away the fear, and you can do anything. That's why I wrote the book.
0: So, so Derek, in closing, because again, the fear is the biggest thing. So you keep going back to it. So I want to keep going back to it. Like what's, what's one of the biggest takeaways. I know they should read the book and I want them to read the book. Absolutely. But give one takeaway right now to help curb that fear and do it anyway.
1: Well, in the book, I talk about the big, the biggie, the fear of death. Mm -hmm. And I have, I come from England and I have an explanation of an occurrence that happened in England at the beginning of the last century. And it's, it was an airship that went down and the the people were all killed. It's it's an airship, it it had hydrogen in it and it, it completely, it burnt up and that was it. And I've, you can get this book. The explanation was they tried to find out why it went down and no one knew and so on and so forth. And these people, the captain and another person who was dead, gave this explanation to the court through a medium and explained things that no one could have ever known about this whole thing and who was responsible and so on and so forth. And the court believed them and... People went to jail over this. And it's all, and I'm not talking about normal people. I'm talking about the highest people in the land in England at that time.
0: Yeah, I get it, I get it.
1: So they had no reason to lie I'm the highest judges. It it took a while, but these things were completely inexplainable to, to, to know. And you know, that's just one thing that I've got in the book and explain how so that you can't be afraid that death is the, the end of life it's the end of the body but it's not the end of life and I've got many things like that in this death chapter to, to prove to you and it's all out there It's on the internet no one knows where it is unless I show them or, or they find it and these things are out there you can know I mean lords the highest people <laughs> dukes knew knew about this and 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 had to be a part of this because it was a a really really big thing in england that this happened because some of the people who died on this airship were some of the highest lords in england and so it was a big deal you know and this is what happened that's just one thing i mean i have to explain that there is, so what about, uh, uh, there's so many songs written about this kind of thing that you don't like, death is a new horizon, things like that. What's that mean? Well, you've got to really be proved that this thing is not going to kill you in the same way as you think it is. And that's just a part of the different ways of not being afraid of life. Mm -hmm. There is a God, whether you believe it or not. And he's not a Jew or a Christian or a Muslim or whatever. It's way above that. And I don't know what it is, but it works. And it helps you if you ask. And that's what the secret's about. It's just that they don't know how to ask properly.
0: Mm, Okay. You
1: can't just ask, Ah. You know, I want this, I want that, because you've got, that's why the book has got 24 chapters. It's not a big book, and it's very easily explained. It's got 24 different things that you have to encompass in your life to be successful, and it's nothing to do with money.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So the secret could be, be still and know. The secret
1: is just one of those things that you need to know, and that's ask and get back. But it's only a very small part of it. It doesn't just, oh, dear God, give me that. <laughs> it doesn't work that way.
0: Right.
1: Yes, it's, it's more simple than that, actually, because all these parts, it's taken away the fear. I mean, think of God being love. What's the opposite of love? It's fear, so you're the opposite of love. How can you connect with love through fear? That's just one thing. Mm. Mm. The more you fear, the less you love. The more you love, the less you fear. I can prove that. It's in the book.
0: And those feelings can't exist at the same time. No. It's, it, it's yeah. yeah, and, and people, people don't understand that. That's
1: about fear.
0: That's right. They can't exist at the same time.
1: No, because it's the opposite. And God, or whatever you call it, the the life force, the water, is love. It's love. Yeah. It's total love. People who have died on an operating table and have come back, there's been so many books about it. They all talk about this unbelievable love.
0: That feeling, that, that feeling, it's a feeling.
1: Yes, yes. it's a feeling. Yeah, I, I know um, they moved away. There's a, a girl on, on our street who got thrown out of a car in an accident and died. Oh. And she came back and she, she's, a, she's now moved, but she was a friend of mine, I was asking her, I'm very interested in this. Right. And she told me that she went, there was a, a a, a tunnel light and this unbelievable feeling of love, and she never wanted to come back. And something said to her, You have to come back, it's not your t- time. Sorry, and she did. And she came back into this body wracked with pain, and she had really no choice because it wasn't her time. But uh-huh. she always remembers it. And she says, I have no fear of death. Wow. But there's so much of this around. Just people don't believe it. I'll give you overwhelming evidence that it's true. You can't dispute it, what I've got in the book.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So whichever fear, you know, fear of death is the big one. That normally is what controls everything is going back to either I'm going to die before I'm able to do what I want to do. Or the fear
1: of failure, the fear
0: failure. of
1: everything. Yeah. The fear of starvation, the fear of not, not the fear of not being successful before you die. I mean, all these things, it's like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta show everyone. You don't have to show anyone anything. I never showed anyone. Anyway, I just did my thing. I'm, I'm not, I did it without hurting anyone. That's the main thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, you see that halo around my head?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I'll show it to you. Yes. No, no, it's the wrong one.
0: That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it still looked like it a little bit with the <laughs> other bite that you had on, but that one's good. I really
1: haven't got one. But <laughs> really, you all have something like that. You just don't realize it. That's why I wrote this. I, I mean, you know, it's this thing, uh, uh, the secret and all these things. No one's ever written a book that explains life. They just say, do this and it'll all be fine. Well, for some people it will, like me, with Barry Stoller. I said, I want to be better than him. And that was my push. But everyone's got to get something like that. And it's not out of, I'm going to kill him. It's out of love. And that's the difference. Mm-hmm. And we can all do it. It's, it's, not, it's not a big deal. It's just being in accordance with what's out there which can come back to you. And it's kind of like secret, really, only you just can't do it by feeling inadequate or whatever. It's all to do with how you feel because you've got to
0: be part of this. this You have to exude it. You have to radiate it. Um, And you can't do it if you're unhappy. Right, yes. You can't do it if you're unhappy. No gotta it's gotta come out of your pores almost yes. like it it's 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 internal and it it's like you have this light that is shining through you because you choose you because mm-hmm. you're choosing that gift that fire you know I read your book so <laughs> so so I you know I I can I can relate I read your book but yeah it's 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 like you have to be it for that thing to show up because you got to be it first. Um, not fake it till you make it. That's different. That's where you still have this fear that people are going to find out your secret that you're not that person. No, you be it. And, you know, it's, it's internal and it comes out.
1: Yeah. And that's, that is why why i have 24 different chapters yes. because all comes together and it's not it's not a big deal it's not hard it's just you have to know these things and you have to understand them yes. you know i mean it's like it's not earth shattering it's not hard to do it's just you don't know it you don't understand life you think Life is all about struggle. Life is all about trying to be better than the, the Joneses. Life is all about, you know, being successful. What is successful? Successful is being happy, and then you could be as successful as you like. But if you're successful and not happy, because you you've stole something, it doesn't work. It's not. It's not. You're not connecting with with whatever
0: yeah yeah wow Derek um, I said this the last time um, you know thank you so much I just love talking to you and I think I think you will help so many people with your book um, listening to this um, there's something Derek didn't say this time so I want to make sure we put that out um, Derek's website DerekBerman.com, Okay. Um, number one, number two, Derek will have a blog there. So if you want to ask questions, you know, you can go there and he will actually respond in his blogs and stuff like that. Um, because he, he loves helping people. He is doing this because he, again, like he said, he wants to give back to a life that has given him so much. Um, and what better reason to do it? What better reason?
1: Yeah. I only I don't know how long I've got, but <laughs> but however long I've got it I'm I'm happy and I, I I want to I want to pay this forward.
0: Pay it forward.
1: Yeah. Wow. I mean, so,
0: so go get the book. So first and foremost, go get the book and um you know wherever you're watching this interview, there will be a link to part one as well as a link to the book. Go get the book. Um, Derek, thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for enabling me to do this.
0: Awesome. Thank you. I'm, thank you. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. Wow. That was this episode of Sitting at the Feet of Giants. If you like this show and you want us to continue to talk to, travel to, different giants and bring the real story, not just all of the hype, but the real story of what it took to reach those different levels of success. Please go to iTunes and subscribe to this show. Also, make sure that you leave a review. The show can be seen Not just on iTunes, it can be seen on Stitcher and every live streaming device. You help further this message, this truth, when you go and you subscribe on those platforms. So, you know, if you have any type of artificial intelligent device, like an Alexa or a Apple TV Turn on your voice activation and ask for Sitting at the Feet of Giants. By subscribing, you will help us bring this show to all around the world and help people really know the truth behind the success. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have any show topics or people that you want us to get in front of and interview, please send us that request questions, or again, show topics to topics at tinabrinkleypots.com Again, that's topics at tinabrinkleypots.com Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.